but I got irrationally panicky about the snow, <laughs> and I had like this like fifteen minute crisis, like. I'm going to go to the store and get like supplies. Water and bread like, and I yeah. go get supplies. I was like, you just went grocery shopping last night. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But there's no bottled water in this house. <laughs> I think so. we could fill the bathtub if you really wanted to be that. Also, uh, time out. The one thing you don't need during a snow crisis is water. Just go outside, scoop some up, and there you, have you to, go. You have to bring it in. So you have to hope that the heat still works. Yeah, that's the, the, that's that's the, the sticker. It's the kicker. Even if the heat goes out, Inside this building will be insulated enough that that will matter. Not if you uh, keep I don't going know, out man. For snow you, okay, <laughs> you you alone put it. You are warm. Put no. it in your hands, and it will melt. That's how you but get hypothermia. Then you never read these survival stories. If you, people are like, oh, if you're lost in the wilderness and it's all snowy, just put the snow in your mouth. You could just drink that. No, it takes more energy to melt the yes, snow. Yes, I know that. Just like it takes more energy to eat celery. That's why I don't eat <laughs> celery. Actually, I love celery. That's I'm the not cold sure open. That's true. <laughs> Does anybody love celery? Make Money, the podcast where we talk fantastical worlds, their finances, and the implications they have on those fantastical worlds. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Don't say anything. No, I'm actually <laughs> going to correct you again. God damn it, Daniel. Let's go fictional instead of fantastical. Fictional worlds. From fantasy to fantastical, let's just go fictional. We hit the dartboard a lot. I'm just trying to bring us kind of home to that target. Fictional. We, right. don't, we don't have a brand. <laughs> Damon, it's so sad. Hey, Our Dan. little man on Instagram is the only thing that we have. <laughs> a what on Instagram? Our little green man. Our oh, little green man. He's my favorite. That um, was a great. We we should do more of those pictures like you did for Stranger Things. That was really funny. You don't follow us on Instagram? Oh, do we do that all the time? Oh, we do that I don't every have week. an Instagram. Oh, see? No, that's fine. Go. I'm a Luddite. I Our should... Instagram, this week's was, the, this is the week that the Pokemon podcast came out for Times a Flat Circle. Times a Flat Circle. I made, I made a Pokemon card out of a Bulbasaur card with our guy as the Bulbasaur head. I got a Twitter just for this, and I've never used it and also never said it on the podcast, and I'm not going to now. You know, Sorry, I listeners. I people don't listen to this. <laughs> but now I might have to get an Instagram just to follow this and then never listen say, to it. People should follow us. We're you should follow at our Twitter. Money, right? Yeah. Just not my Twitter. Yeah, don't we can sample in the right thing if that's wrong. I'm pretty sure <laughs> um, it's Make Believe Money. So what are we talking about this week? We're going to talk about Ready Player One. Oh, which is a man. book that is becoming a movie at the end of March. I don't think this... I think this will be out a little bit before I it. think this will be the end of March. Oh, okay, good. What? Because I, we learned a lesson where I had a bunch of people tell me, oh, I'm not going to listen to your Black Panther ep- episode until after I see the movie. And I was like, oh, well, You're we put it out you. like three Six months... Six weeks before it comes in out. Advance, so, whoops. <laughs> so hopefully this coincides very nicely or just after. But if not, we'll get better at that. But we're going to talk well, about that also, because it's become a lesson for the future. We don't get like advanced screenings of anything, so we're not going to spoil anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> People we... did say that. We're like, I don't want you to spoil it for us. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't worry <laughs> He's about a that. superhero. I know that much. Literally end of list. <laughs> Are we going to focus on no spoilers for when we talk about Ready Player One today? That's a good point. Uh, this will come out much closer to the movie, though, so I'm less concerned. I about to say there. I will say right now there may be spoilers. Okay. Uh, just because there's only the one book, so it's kind of hard to talk about anything without some spoilers. Sure. So what I'd say is 
if you have no idea what the plot is about, stop now. Go listen to the Black Panther podcast. <laughs> Go listen to the Black Panther podcast <laughs> if you didn't because you hadn't seen the movie yet. Then when you've seen the movie, come back and listen to this because okay. it is very interesting. You could stop the podcast now. Welcome back. Okay, wait. If you're here and the other people have left, let's have some secrets about them. <laughs> what do you think? Didn't, they, didn't their hair look dumb? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you're back? This is oh, how you shoot. know Liz is a nice person because she tried to I come up with a mean thing, mean. and the worst thing she came up with is their hair might look dumb today. <laughs> I don't want to say anything nasty. We, we earned our listeners the hard way by having a family who cares about us. <laughs> 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 All right, so we're going to talk about Ready Player One. And in classic video game style, do, 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 do. I'm going to give you guys two options, <gasps> and you get to pick which one we talk about. Is it oh. secrets? Do we just pick which like no, box I'll, to I mean, open? No, I'll tell oh. you. I'll tell you them both, and you can pick which one. And then someday, and probably not super long from now, we'll record the other one. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. But we can do our ratings first, and uh, a quick synopsis of the plot, and then I'll give you guys your options. Okay. I'm not going to go first for ratings this week because I went first last week. Uh, four. I read the book. I know uh, a lot of the things that are referenced in it that uh, are pretty integral to the plot, ultimately. Um, All that, and it's only a it's, four? Well, it's just like, I don't know. It's a book that I read once. Yeah. And, like, it's a story that I know pretty well because it's not a particularly original story. Tell me perhaps. what you thought Ouch. about the book, though. Like, did you like it? I thought it was fun. I thought it was just like, it was kind of like, it was a shtick of like stacking IPs on top of each other to make it a fun thing to write about. And like, it has a bunch of fun imagery because of that. Um, but I mean, like it didn't, you know, didn't blow my skirt up about anything too much. <laughs> All right. <So>. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Marilyn that here. just blew up my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so a four, you said, yeah, I said a four just cause like, uh, you know, I wasn't compelled to like instantly reread the thing. Sure. Uh, I'm pretty interested to see what, Steven Spielberg does with it because it's about as Spielbergian a thing as and there, are there some ever like was one. Big but. epic things that happen yeah. that like I think he could capture well. Oh yeah. Like Well, I'm worried because there's that thing of Steven Spielberg does really well when there's like real people and real sets in the room and less so when there's like CG sets. So but here's so I think you're gonna say the same thing I'm going to say, so I'll let you do it. There uh the podcast blank check has a theory about this. Go on. They think that he does an excellent job introducing uh, imaginary things into real, real worlds. Real worlds. He does a poor job of placing people into imaginary worlds. Okay. And they think that he's pretty neutral when with like, both. well, not not neutral when they're both because most of his movies are both, but like. <laughs> um, but like if it like a uh, Tintin, they thought was fine because it was like totally it was animated. all that it was like all that same aesthetic. Like some of the faces were a little weird because they did odd mocap with it, but by and large, like the movie was fine because it was like a unified palette. And I think all of the Oasis stuff is going to be pretty hyper stylized. Like okay. it's not going to be like people in an imaginary world. It's going to be like animated creatures. I'm very interested. Oh, see, that. now I thought it might be the opposite. So for those who don't know the plot, and we'll go into the plot in more detail, but basically there's a virtual reality world called Oasis, so that's what Damon was referencing, and I think it actually might be the opposite, where in Oasis everything's realistic. Like, it's because it's supposed to, like, basically be real life. 
So then, like, nothing has to look super mm. cartoony. But mm. I can see it going either way. Uh, the trailer has led me to believe the opposite is true. I haven't seen the trailer, so admittedly yeah. you would know more than I did. I think I've only seen, like, the teaser trailers, and I don't know that they did much in the Oasis except for, like, seeing the intellectual property characters. You see the, like, you see a bit of a scene from that, like, climatic nightclub scene. Mm-hmm. Not climatic. It happens, like, in the middle of the, the great second act. Laws. But, like, um... Og. Og. I don't remember Oz. It's Oz. Is it Oz? I think so. But, um, or no, it's Og. You're right. Either way. But, uh, so the, there's a scene in like the second act where the two main characters meet in a nightclub as their avatars. Right. And that looks very animated. Okay. Ver- like specifically versus the main character in you his, see like, in his, stacked like, hut thing. in his hutch, when, like his first, like, Og. Space. Okay. Um, yeah, Oz is the real person that they're parodying. They yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, so yeah, I think that it's going to be like real life, real people, and, and then, then Oasis is world. an animated world that okay. exists that alongside it. That sounds good. It. And also the way to do it, because otherwise it's going to look like weird Tron. Yeah. In the future, should we describe the plot before our ratings? Because people are probably very confused. Probably. All right. yeah, but they're not here to defend themselves. Yeah. So we'll, do well hold on. We will get to the plot very quickly. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, if Damon's a four, because I was going to go a little higher, but I'm about at the same place you are. I read the book once. It has. It was really actually pretty recent. I read the book. It was a pretty big gap in my nerddom for a while. Um, and now I only have one more that I'm really aware of that I'm going to fix after I take this exam in March. But um, can I ask? Yeah. What's it? I haven't read. We can cut that out. Any of that? Oathbringer. The Brandon Sanderson, like oh, his, oh, his okay. magnum opus. Yeah, I've never read any of that. And you don't have to cut it out. I don't. I'm not like embarrassed about it. It's just like it's a, a very like it just doesn't seem germane. It's so. just a very hot like, fantasy thing to have. And I've read so much of it, Brandon Sanderson's other works. I just haven't read that one, and I need to what close that. that. He's someone that the King Killer. Killer. Yeah, King Killer Oathbringer. What's him? Isn't he? No, King Killer isn't that Patrick Rothfuss? Oh, he, that's Patrick Rothfuss. What, Sanderson has a Sanderson king did something. Mistborn, he did the end of Wheel of Time. I mean, Brandon and Sanderson, he this is what frustrates me about him. He writes really, really fast, but he writes for about six series at a time. So each one gets like a book a year. Sure. Which means you get like five years between. So it'll take thirty six years for him so to complete like, all these books. It's like Robert Jordan, <sighs> except he writes them faster. He just writes them, he's just very broad, which he's a genius. <laughs> but a very frustrating one. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, I've read it once. It was fairly recently. I liked it a lot. I'm excited about the movie, but I'm not like, I don't know. I don't go super. I mean, I know to your point, I'm a big 80s, 90s, well, really 80s. I'm a big 80s fan of all the nerd things that they talk about. So I know a lot of the IP around which it is built, but. Yeah, like, it is like, it's just a medium to experience, to re-experience those things, I think. So I would um, say I'm a five. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Just because I've read it more recently. Sure. Um, oh, that said, I Oh, it's the Stormlight Archive is technically oh. the name of it because Oathbringer is one of them. The Way of Kings is one of them. The Way of Kings. Way of Kings is probably what I'm King. pulling yeah. from then. But I've read like Mistborn and I've read uh, Elantris and like the Wheel of Time, and just a lot of his other stuff. Maybe not he, everything. He didn't write all of the Wheel of Time, though. No, no he wrote the last Robert three. Who? Robert, Robert Jordan, Jordan wrote the first... Uh, 15. passed away? <laughs> yes. Okay. He wrote the first 
and this is one of my favorite series, so I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but I think he wrote the first 11. There was only supposed to be 12, but there was so much material in 12 that they wound up breaking it out with his widow's permission into three, and Brandon Sanderson wrote all three of those. That's very nice. Um, all that said about uh, your guys' Ready Player One scores, I would say I'm probably also a four. Um, I read it a long time ago. I, had, I listened to the audiobook that Will Wheaton narrated, which is great. Because he's referenced as like yeah he's like in the, the book the president or something he's like a big like he runs um, a thing in Oasis basically yeah but he's not part of the actual government because they're different no. yes um, and I liked it a lot I don't remember a lot of it I feel like it didn't stick around with me the way that I thought it might um, and a lot of that was probably because it's referencing a lot of other things that I know better um, but I thought it was a really fun adventure and I really enjoyed listening to it. And I'm excited about the movie, but it's not going to change my world, I don't think. So I think I'm at like a four. Fair. Yeah. Weirdly, I think I was more excited about it when it was just a book. Like before any inkling of it being a movie, just because it was like there's in my mind, there was like no way they were going to get all the IP together to do the those like mashup scenes justice. Uh, nowadays, and everything is all under like the umbrella of Disney. <laughs> if you anyway. get Disney's right. okay, you <laughs> yeah. can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um. But like now, I'm very excited to see what Spielberg does with it because like it's a very visual book, you know the things very. they're describing. Yeah, and, and Spielberg's the best choice for like that kind of adventure mm-hmm. and also these like that '80s set vibe. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, because I feel like all of the like nostalgia so, of it is tied directly to him. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. So let's do the plot. Yeah, let's do the plot. Yeah. So somebody else want to do it because I'm going to do all the finance parts, so I don't need to talk 80% of the episode? Um, I'll start. I could do it. Yeah, you probably could do it better than I do. Do you want to do it? Sure. Okay. Uh, so we are like... 2045. 20, 2045, so... somewhere in that range. That's so nice. like 30 That's years into the future, <laughs> um, and uh, all life has more or less uh, began to orbit around this virtual reality platform called Oasis, which is just a, like, it is the internet of internets that... Um, this one guy invented. This one guy invented and all... James Holiday, I believe James is his name. James Holiday. All commerce, all uh, people go to school in it, people, like, go there to do their jobs. Like, it because is... the real world's become, like, vastly overpopulated and... No, it's actually, there's an energy crisis. An energy they crisis. They run out of fossil fuels and global warming is taking over. And it is it is very crowded because of that, but it's just, like, it's basically post-apocalyptic. Right. Like the yeah. world, the real world sucks. Mm-hmm. So go live so in Oasis. So people flee to Oasis to live out fantasies and just, you know, basic... And even just like day to day, like they go to their jobs and they do it like there are real world jobs and everything else. But like there a lot of the world is in Oasis, basically. Sure. But being a uh, being a virtual reality platform, you get to do kind of whatever. So you have all of these kids who uh, the main character is like a 16 year old kid who is experiencing all of this stuff firsthand. And um, you see it through his eyes in uh as he travels about with a group of friends that he meets across the the story. Um, but an important thing to keep in mind is that this creator, James Hall- Halliday, Holiday. Holiday, um, is uh, very 
enamored by the 1980s, the decade that he well, grew up dead. in. He's dead. He died. Well, I'm just saying that he... he yes, he's dead. He di- He grew up in the 80s and was like a fanatic for 80s Everything. nerd culture, basically, yeah. but especially like just 80s in general. Movies, video games, comic books, like that sort of stuff. So the Oasis is sort of centered around that. It, no. 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 The Oasis oh, is this whatever is it wants to be. The Oasis is whatever, but there is this game, this... Puzzle so as part suit. of his, yes. so he passes away, and as part of his will, he sets up this contest that it's a series of puzzles that you have to decipher uh, in order to uh, unlock a series, uh, to gather some keys to unlock different... Yeah, you get into keys to get into area, to basically get through these gates. The point is, it's yeah. all what's called an Easter egg, which is a, just a video game term for like, there's little things built into games for fun that, that like people can, can discover, yeah, but it's like not actually relevant, and it's like side and everything else. But the point is, yeah, if you find there's Easter eggs built into Oasis itself, which is again like basically the economy. It there's a currency in Oasis that is the most stable in the world. It's a it's a literal new reality. It's a it's a matrix, right? Basically, that um, you enter into willfully. But like if you solve this Easter egg puzzle, which is three gates. You have to get three keys to, so it's basically six puzzles, and there's a little more to it than that, but you'll see in the movie. The point is, if you find the Easter egg, if you're the person who finds the Easter, the final Easter egg, you get control of Oasis, and it's James, a Willy Wonka, yeah, and James Holiday's two hundred and fifty-ish billion fortune, yeah, that he's leaving behind. Cha-ching. And so it's this kid and some other like independent people who are all searching for the answers versus like a major corporation the, that's like, trying to monocore within Oasis that right. like runs pretty much everything else, right? Yeah, they're basically trying to get control of it so that they can monetize Oasis. Because Oasis, the whole point of it is it's free. Anybody can be in it. Anybody can do anything. Like you have to pay to do certain things if you want to do them, but like anybody can have a fine experience in Oasis without paying. It's free to get in. It's free to whatever. And these people want to monetize it is the basic idea. Man, I am just now realizing how much of this book I am conflating in my head with Snow Crash, Neil's, mm. Neil Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, like his novel, I think was like one of the first to be like about like a weird computer world. And there's all this stuff about like, if you can't afford it, your avatar person is like blocky and standard and basic. And I feel like that sort of thing happens in it does. Ready Player this One. It starts, too. but like he gets, like he, the main character clears the first puzzle in, uh, before the end of the first act. And there's a prize associated And there's a prize there's associated with that. And his whole... That's the big thing. Because, like, he thought he would never be able to find it because you have to, like, pay to travel around this world. And he was stuck on, like, the free planets. But it turns out the first clue is on the, like, school planet, which he can go to anyway because he's going to school. Yeah. All right. Uh, but he gets, like, this massive influx of income and he uh yeah, he can an like upgrade himself to go do things and then he gets he basically becomes sponsorship that's right he, yeah. he gets like products. real world things to like make it like haptic feedback on his like body right so yeah. he gets like a new rig and new like uh sensory deprivation stuff that he just like endorses like i would never have found this clue if i didn't have these products and then they pay him a bunch of money and he can go Maggie buy stuff smart juice right yeah, it's gross. I shouldn't. The stuff I eat intravenously is is I would never eat anybody, but Joe's intravenous fluid. They probably have a better name. <laughs> Almost as good as food. <laughs> it's like real food, only not. 
Uh, so, so what are our options? Yeah, yeah, you have two options. So, one, we can talk about Bitcoin. Oh, man, I just learned about Bitcoin. Because I hate it, but everyone's asking me about it. I feel very confident about Bitcoin. And I feel like we sh- I, eventually we need to talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> Before it disappears off the market forever. It's interesting and if you want to talk about Bitcoin, I'll talk about Bitcoin. I actually think the more interesting part, but it's up to you guys, is we can talk about microtransactions Ooh. and buying things in video games and how people do that and why they do that and everything else. Man. So I leave it up to you. It's probably too long to do both. And again, we'll do sure. both eventually, but we can either talk about the currency in this game and a couple of other things in Bitcoin, or we can talk about microtransactions. I'm torn because I feel like if we don't talk about Bitcoin now, it might not be a thing the next time we go talk about it's it. It's not going away like <laughs> you say it is. <laughs> but to be clear, the the thing Bitcoin might the technology behind That's it is I not mean. going away. Bitcoin blockchain not is not going away. But yeah. blockchain will be there Bitcoin forever. Bitcoin may go away. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um tulips didn't which is Tulips the thing you'll didn't. only yeah. understand the, yep. if we go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, but Tulips we can go didn't. another day. Uh, I don't know, because I, I definitely see the appeal of both. Um, Bitcoin's the like buzzword to like dive into, but I think microtransactions is the buzzword of like two, three years ago. That like, <laughs> no, I'm just saying like it's, it's still worth. Podcast we, we want to have. Timely. Has anybody heard of these automatic dishwashing machines? Have you guys talked about the series of tubes that connects you to this thing called the international network? All right, well, screw you guys. Let's talk about Bitcoin. (laughs) No, I feel like, I think we should talk about microtransactions because I feel like Bitcoin... I'm not casting a deciding vote. You guys got to come up. This is your first test as a married couple or almost married married couple. Oh, yeah, well. Um, This is our last test as a single couple. No, it's not. We are not getting married for six months still. That's true. We got a lot more time. Um, Um... what do you, what's your, you feel like Bitcoin? My well, thought is, I, I mean, think if I understand want, Bitcoin. We could so record them. We could record them both, both and we could just release them over two weeks. No, 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 shit. we're, no, we're going to, we're going to do this we're the right way. the right way. You want to talk about microtransactions? Let's talk about microtransactions. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't she want to talk about Bitcoin? No, no wanna I wanted to talk about this Bitcoin. Is the thing, yeah. is like I want to talk about Bitcoin partly because I understand Bitcoin and I feel like I would have something to contribute to the she conversation. She says with the confidence of a person, of a person who doesn't does understand, understand Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, no, I, I feel like I explained it back to you and I feel like I get it. Um, but <laughs> I, I think I want to know about microtransactions because I have way less of an understanding about those. Do you know what I mean? I think the I do. I'm waiting for an official go down one I rabbit hole or the other. Official, I think our official stance is that we are going to talk about microtransactions. Okay. As long as you're okay with that. I'm 100% okay with that. Cool. Let's You've talk learned about already how to be a good husband, my God man. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about my tr- microtransactions. So the reason I want to talk about microtransactions is because I want to determine. Because it's so easy to say. Yes, because... Microtransactions. Um, so the reason I want to talk about MTs is because I wanted to figure out how much would the Oasis system be worth? Whoa. I don't, I don't know. How much money is there in the planet? Like, <laughs> that's the question that you're asking me, right? Like, well... And admittedly, uh, there's a lot of variables here. But let's talk about what microtransactions are. Okay. So microtransactions, in the old days, 
Back in 2008. Back in my day, <laughs> you bought a video game. Oh. You mm-hmm. paid money for a video game up front. whatever it was, you paid for a video game, then you played the video game, and maybe you also paid for, like, access to the servers that hosted an online game on an ongoing basis, but that was it. Like a Warcraft kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that or a Call of Duty or... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you paid for a game, and then maybe you paid for Xbox or PlayStation Live or whatever, but, like, you played the game, and that was it. Okay. Nowadays... What most games do is they make them free. Mm-hmm. Even on like mobile games. There's no longer, like if you remember a couple of years ago, there used to be a lot of games that were a dollar or $2 or $5. Now most of them are free. But they added microtransactions. So hey, you can't get certain loot or certain prizes or certain things unless you pay a couple of dollars. Or hey, you can play through for free but it keeps getting more and more difficult and you get retries or power-ups or all sorts of other things if you pay real-world money to get these things. Sure. And that is what a microtransaction is. Intimately familiar with this. <laughs> Feeling bad about yourself already? Because I let me tell you, I felt real bad about myself doing this research. Oh, yeah? I had to delete the Simpsons uh, tapped out from mm-hmm. my phone because I was like, oh, yeah, real-world money is not a problem. I'll just spend that a little bit on this game that matters not at all. Yeah, so like Candy Crush, you can get lollipops. They give you three more tries. And the Simpsons game, you can get this. and like Furniture. Basically, every game has the option, like even the big games, you know, like Halo or whatever. You can get Destiny is a big one right now. You can get new gear, new weapons, new whatever. And famously, there was, I think, two or three years ago, there was a big stink around the Star Wars game. Star Wars Battlefront 2 that specifically. That was like three months three ago. Months that ago. Is, is that that quickly? That's yeah, how no. the news cycle is working today. <laughs> that was in 2017, it's though. In 2017. So it took approximately 360 years for the entire thing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand your confusion. In, in news time. The point is, because that was a game that you bought for $60, and then they also added a bunch of microtransactions that people got pissed about, especially because traditionally... The way it works is you can pay, you can play enough to get whatever the microtransaction gets you, but you can pay to get it faster. Mm-hmm. But like people did the math and it was like, oh, you had to play for like 80 hours yeah, to get time. the equivalent of like a few. So basically it was very mercenary and then there was back and forth and back and forth. And, they and it was all the characters that everybody wanted to play right, in the first Luke place. Luke and Vader and whatever. And yeah. they took out the microtransactions and they put the microtransactions back in. Blah, 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 blah. The point is, I can put this one... There's no real point in Lord of the Rings. It's not that interesting, but uh, which is the one we just recorded. That's why I'm saying it, folks. <laughs> it's not that interesting. Don't bother. Skip to no, this one. No, I don't mean the episode was uninteresting. And also, <laughs> it's now the next week, so they already listened to it, so suckers. So ha-ha. No, I just mean gotcha. the... Gotcha. <laughs> no, I mean the... Um, the power... The, my... Um, my Excel spreadsheet wasn't oh. that interesting for last time, So, but I'll put all the things that we're talking about and all the math I did for this one, because there is much more math into our show notes. So Ooh. like this one is more worth checking out. Last week, interesting discussion, not as much math. I hope everybody's not mad that we picked this one over Bitcoin. Again, There's if we get a like bunch of six weeks. Yeah. Hey, if you're mad about it, email us. Rate and review us on Apple uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. podcast. No. Give us a nice <laughs> no, no, rating. No. <laughs> Give us a nice rating because if this one's going to be great. If and you're then mean about us it. Harshly. Then <laughs> email us. We'll record it because we get the emails faster and we can just Record out of order. We'll drop it in an episode later or yeah, something. Yeah, let like, us know. If yeah, you're we can do to this. them. 
not quite back to back because we might not get that much time, but like we can do them very quick. Yeah. But anyway. But email us at uh, makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com if you want to hear about Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, so anyway, microtransactions. Fun fact that has nothing to do with anything, but I want to say it before we get into it. Uh-huh. There's a thing called loot boxes in a lot of games, uh-huh. which is where you pay to get a random box of loot, mm-hmm. as you would imagine. But you get random things. You don't know what you're going to get. And so if you want a certain thing, you have to buy multiple loot boxes. Right. Belgium has banned that as underage gambling. Oh, because it totally is. A lot of uh, microtransactions are arguably gambling and are targeted at younger people. Oh, gross. When you think about it like that. Also, before we get into the actual, like, what is Oasis worth loot boxes or just microtransactions in general make wonderful use of behavioral finance. Ooh. So we've talked about behavioral finance, right? With like anchoring, for example, where Damon says he's a four and I was going to say I was a seven. And then I said I was a five, which is literally a thing that happened like four minutes ago. <laughs> um, but they make a ton of use of like things like our brains, like positive surprises. So you remember when you hatched an egg in Pokemon Go and there was a bunch of fanfare and lights and music and surprise? Yeah. Guess what? Your brain likes that. (laughs) Remember when a lot of things don't say, hey, we're going to give you three lollipops and Candy Crush for $3. They say, buy 10 Candy Crush coins for $8 and then we're going to use four coins to buy three lollipops and suddenly your brain goes, I have no idea how much that is in real human money. Yeah. Gross. Okay. Oh man, everything's making me feel gross about the internet. Yeah. Oh, if this is what's making you feel gross about the internet, you do not know what the internet I is. I don't go on the internet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is they do an excellent job using some very common like human dumb, dumb things to make us not realize what we've gotten ourselves into. Man, don't you miss the days when it was just like casinos don't have windows or clocks? Like, tricks. I mean, it's still happening. Yeah, but you could avoid that. I yeah, just don't, like don't go into Just don't go to a casino, yeah. Which I have not avoided, so that's on me. But anyway. So let's talk about what Oasis is worth. So here's what will give you hope. Okay. Only, there was a study, only about... 0.5% to 6% of people spend money on free-to-play games. This is like the only time I've been a part but, of an elite group of people. <laughs> and I've read uh, I've read a little bit about this. Doesn't something like 80% of their income from, from like 10% of their users? 50%. 50% of, 50% of their revenue comes from 10% of users. Oh, no. Yeah, it's weird. They treat them like... So it's like a casino. They call they, like, them. Bring you they call them whales. They call them whales. They yeah. Call them whales. So that's a thing that happens in oh, casinos no. where it's like you make most of your money on the person who walks in dropping ten million dollars to gamble in a night. You make way more on that than you do on the, the me and Damon. There. We each bring in a hundred bucks and we'll play for a few hours and walk out. Maybe winners, maybe losers, but who gives a shit? They call them whales, and they like form relationships with them and like give them. Like perks and stuff for spending all the money that they spend. So it's super gross. I saw something that, so, and by saw something, I mean I did the research. On average, 1.5% of people make an in app purchase. 
So like one one point five percent inept purchase, and I was like, probably. <laughs> well, also. that's also true, but one point five percent of like the people on an app, for example, and I think this was app specific, make a purchase. Okay. Okay. And it was something like, I think, ten percent of those. Oh, how did the math exactly? Ten percent of those one. Ten percent of that one and a half percent. The point is, it wound up being point one five percent of people on the app make up 50% of the revenue. Ugh, oh, God. God. And it's because, like, once... You, it's very hard to get people to make one purchase. But once you pop, you just don't stop? Pretty much. Once you make one... I don't think one, we're allowed to say that. DM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's something like, yeah, so it's... Um, the 10% of people make up 50% of the revenue, and day one is like 60%. So when you make one purchase, your next purchase is generally like an hour and 40 minutes later. So you tend to make multiple purchases in the same day. And there's actually a really interesting graphic I found about this. And I, again, it'll be in our show notes. notes. Um, Interesting, sad, but, but interesting. Oh man. And the average value I found, because this is going to matter for when we do our math. And this is where I will say, this is where we need to like, Really, this is where you need got you two need to challenge me because I can do math on the fly because I set it all up so it's all linked together because you don't build models on how to value stocks in Excel if things aren't linked to each other. <laughs> um, which is my background. But anyway, the average in-app purchases are five point nine four dollars. Five dollars and ninety four cents. So it's this... the actual human way to say that. I realized as soon as I said that <laughs> five that was weird. Nine four. Um uh, one, wait, wait, wait. So 67% of purchases are $1 to $5. That's um, each purchase or over the life of the... The average value of an in-app purchase of one is purchase. $5.94. That's high. Um, purchases between $1 and $5 represent 67% of purchases. Items that cost more than $50 in-game account for 0.7% okay. of all purchases and contribute 9% of total revenue. So if you think about it, that's the big thing. It's right there. Less than 1% of purchases are over $50, but they're already 10% of revenue. Well, because they make you, the way I'm remembering playing Candy Crush and then playing like The Simpsons Tapped Out, I never spent that much money on it, but like they bundle stuff together and make you think you're getting a ton of stuff for cheaper than if you bought it separately, but you don't have to buy it at all. So welcome to behavioral finance. There's literally a thing where you, um, and... We can talk about this another day in more detail, but there is strategy to how you bundle things where people won't buy the cheapest. They won't buy the most expensive. So you don't really want to do three. You want to do four, I believe is what it is. And you want to do the third one, the most like the most inclusive that you get the most on the third option. So like one cheapest, two second cheapest, three where you say like, oh, this is a 15% discount and includes a bunch of things and people always buy that one. And then you have like a fourth more expensive one. You have thing. a fourth more expensive one just to make it seem like the third one is really reasonable. But they do that in like restaurants too, right? Oh yeah. We like, put the specials in a list. And yeah. Well, well, it's like there's like, you know, the... The cheapest a bottle of wine. I don't buy the most expensive steak, but like there's the most expensive steak at the bottom and then there's like, you know, the ribeye that's Well, actually there's a lot of this less stuff. The big thing, there's a lot of this stuff is alcohol, especially wine. Mm. Mm. Generally, their cheapest bottle of wine, I think there's something I think it's like they put their cheapest bottle of wine as the third cheapest. 
because people don't want to buy the cheapest. They don't want to buy the most expensive. And you, the second cheapest tends to be a, a like a varietal no one's ever heard of. So they do like their cheapest, which is a varietal people have heard of as the third cheapest because that's what people buy. So like okay. their $10 bottle of wine is probably $11. Their $12 bottle of wine may even be like $9, but it's a varietal that no one's heard of and the, the chef really likes it. And their third cheapest bottle of wine is $15 and it actually costs them six oh. because they know that's what everybody will buy. Shoot. And it might not be exact, but it's something like that where it's like there's behavioral finance and marketing like insights behind all this stuff. Oh, man. Same thing where like if you look at literally the Candy Crush lineup of how many things you can buy, one of them, just one of them, will say like 15% discount. You're right. That happens a lot. Ugh, this is making me want to delete every app off my phone. <laughs> I read this article the other day that was like, change your phone to grayscale to keep yourself from looking at it all that much because like the bright colors of games and apps and things keep you invested in it. And I was like, that's dumb. Why would I need that? And then I was playing this one game <clears throat> obsessively on my way home and I was like, oh, maybe that's why. So real thing. I, don't know. I keep Reddit in night mode and I look at that all day long anyway. <laughs> <That's> so, <fair. laughs> But a real thing. So your brain works fast and slow. Like, if you think about it, your brain saves you time, and it needs to. If I had to think every day for 10 minutes about whether I was going to take a shower, I'd never make it to work on time. It's just part of my routine. My brain approves it. I move on with my life. But we get that way with spending habits. Oh, I always go to Starbucks. It hasn't, like, killed me, so I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, I always, you know, stop by whatever on the way home. Oh, I always surf Amazon at night. I always whatever. If you can find ways to make your brain do things slowly, you will save way more money. Take your credit card out of Amazon. Don't let you hit that buy with one click button. Yeah. If you have to put in your card number every time, it will save you a ton of money. You're going to think about it a lot more. In another way, like if you separate your bank accounts, if you leave what you need in your checking and then you put your savings at a different bank, preferably a high-yield savings at an online bank. Not that we give advice. That yeah. would be horrible, and Hashtag we don't do that. no real advice. Um, if it takes it two days to transfer from your savings to checkings, that's two days of your brain going, was that worth it? Did I really need to do it? Is that what I need to be spending my time or my money or my whatever else on? Like, put in barriers to yourself, and it is surprising how much you'll think different about things. Yeah. Literally, as simple as, hey, Text your partner, text a friend, text your parent every time you go to a thing you're trying to spend less money at. Oh, yeah. Text them every time you go to Starbucks. Because then instead of, hey, I have an early meeting and I'm going to be a total zombie and I have to get my Starbucks on the way to work, it'll be, oh, I texted them two days in a row. Do I really want to text them a third day in a row? Most of people will be like, stop texting me. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it'll be like a, it'll feel more like a failure and yeah. less like I have to. Yeah. And there's a thing called loss aversion, which is people are more afraid of losses than they are of gains. You get this all the time. If you give somebody, hey, would you like, it's something like a 50% chance. So if you flip a coin and it's heads, you get a, you have to pay me $10. But if you don't flip the coin, you lose $5. I'm going to do this wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but then the other way is you flip a coin, you get $10, you don't flip a coin, you get $5, people will avoid loss. They hate losing money. It feels really bad. But they'll take a total gamble on making money. And I'm sorry if that's if someone's a behavioral economic, 
economist. Economist, thank you. <laughs> out there. That is a very empty bottle of wine now. So <laughs> you know. I've, had a good, I've had a good time here, everybody. <laughs> the point is, there's a thing called loss aversion. Just Google loss aversion if you want to learn more about it. People are more afraid of losses than they are of gains. But it's the same way with like failure. You don't even have to tell people what it is. If you're trying to budget, if you just tell people I have a money goal. And you tell them, hey, every I'm going to check my budget every Sunday night, see if I hit it. And you text me every Monday morning to ask me if I hit my money goal. It doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be negative. You don't have to tell me you're getting out of debt. You can just say, hey, I have a money goal. Or you can frame it positively even if it's a lie. Say I got a raise and I'm trying to save that money. It doesn't have to be true. I don't care. But tell them to text you and ask you if you've hit your money goal. I'm realizing right now I'm in the middle of a rant, but everybody no, join me. No, no, no. They, yeah. um, I was just I was actually formulating a like uh, a permit of what you were talking about. It was just like it happens with anything. Like it doesn't have to yeah. be money yeah. related at all. It's just like Good you have habits. a goal, like putting it out there, like saying it to someone at a party. Like you are now tying that like Half responsibility re- to some to an external person. Mm-hmm. Half the reason Megan and I told a lot of people we were buying a house is because we wanted to do it, but we were really nervous about doing it, and we didn't want to have to go tell 20 people we weren't doing it anymore. And so, so now like we're committed. It and it. I mean, like, again, it's a thing we can do and a thing we want to do, but, like, it's a thing that made me committed because now I have to go tell a million people that I can't, I'm not doing it if I don't. Right. It's the reason that I don't go to the gym because I'm a garbage <laughs> human. But in all seriousness... If I told, hey, Liz, we're going to a class Thursday at 6, I'll meet you there, I'd be there. Yeah, that's the, the reason only being, reason. I'm not going to text you at right. 4 and be like, oh, I'm lazy, I'm not going. Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason that I wound up going to, um, I took classes at I.O. because my friend wanted to do it and I wanted to do it, but we were too nervous to do it together, or without each other, and we did it together and went through the whole program and like... I definitely wouldn't have done it if she wasn't my buddy on it because it scared me too much to do alone. My wife offered me classes to IO as a gift one year because I would really love to do it. And I told her I was too busy, which at the time I was, but the reason I haven't like taken her up on it since is because I'm a chicken. And if, if I was like, hey, Damon, we're going to go to the same class together, I'd go. You need a buddy. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like, you, it's not even a buddy. You need an like accountability, accountability partner. partner. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be somebody to go with you. It's just like... Someone else out there in the world needs to know that I failed yeah. at a thing I said <laughs> I was going to do. Fail, yeah. and, but I don't mean it in a bad way. It's not that I failed and I feel bad about it. It's I need to tell someone I failed because my brain will make me stick to it. It's amazing the customers at my financial coaching job in the real world I've seen who I say, tell your parents what you want to do. For example, if they're younger and it doesn't work for older people as much, but sometimes it does. <laughs> That's real sad. Oh, that's real sad. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, whatever. They won't actually tell them is the real thing. It's oh. not that you're you're always scared of your parents. You just no, no. Well, I was just we a, I was implying yeah, that older people I know that they yeah. died and that's <laughs> not what I'm that's not what I'm saying. We meant RIP. Those customers parents are alive. They just don't tell them. Sure. As a young, like as a 22-year-old, you still tell your parents all the struggles you're going through. As a 30-year-old, you go Oh, my parents are going to say this, and they're going to be real smug about it, and I don't want to hear it. Uh, That's a lesson I learned by telling them all that crap that I was going through when I was 22. Exactly. (laughs) Hashtag no comment. (laughs) My mom listens. Lisa, you're wonderful. I love you, mom. Um, (laughs) Your advice is very helpful. I want you to know. I I actually go to my mom all the time, but it's not. But the point is, if I tell people like, "Hey, tell your parents that you're going to spend X on groceries," I've had people come in and say, 
I bought ramen for the next four days because I'm close to my goal, but I haven't hit it yet. But I will eat ramen, which, by the way, don't do because you'll die. That's a lot but, of sodium, friends. But the point is, like, they're like, I would rather die than tell my mom I've or my dad or whomever that I failed for oh the fourth week in a row. Oh. That's an extreme example. And sure. I'm not saying do it, but the point is, like, you're more scared of telling somebody you failed than failing. Than failing. Eh? Because, and, and it's not because, because you don't fail, you lie to yourself. Right, because you can frame it in I your head. I had to buy that coffee. I had an early meeting. I had to buy that drink. It was my friend's birthday. You take the I had to take that off. Uber because I couldn't be late to whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not your issue. It's, well, I didn't expect it to be raining. Well, I didn't expect it to be whatever. Like, it's never your problem until someone else is like, that seems like a you problem. Yeah, I think that like um, that's gotten me on track with my money is like sharing finances with you, Damon. But like I am <laughs> more scared of of fucking up my money because it's our money now. And like when it was just me, it was like, well, I just have to live this hard scrabble life where I lean really hard on my debt. And like nowadays. I am uh, afraid of jeopardizing another person, so I don't do that anymore. I mean, we I'm do okay. We do okay. <laughs> I just want to be clear about it. We're just like, we're fine. <laughs> Everything's great. But I'm just saying, like, I'm a financial coach planning to eventually be a financial advisor, and I've always been good with my money. Like, and we don't need to go into that, but, like, I've always been very good with my money. And I got better when I merged with my wife, and I went, I'm very good with my money. And she went, really? Because I see these four things that were bullshit on your spending. And I went, good. You're not supposed to see that. Yeah, but literally, <laughs> I was away. like, I'm good, but not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. And like, again, I'm still good and I've always been, but like, I'm better because of that. And there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah, it matters a lot to have someone backing you up. Yeah, and that doesn't have to be a partner. It can be whoever, but like, I've had people... I, we've gone so long on this and we have a real thing to talk about, but I've had people come whose best friend has come in and they went, I came in only because my friend told me to because I need to keep them accountable. So I need to learn this stuff. And also they Help me. got their stuff right. <laughs> and I also want to get my stuff right. And I'm like, cool, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. So tell us to the Oasis. how much so Oasis is worth. Yeah. So yeah, to, to reground, and I'm sorry, folks, and Damon, Liz, whomever can cut all that bullshit out. We'll find out, but it was pretty helpful, I think. average in-game purchase. Mm -hmm. On average, 1.5% of people purchase something every month. The high end is 6%. Of people. Of people using the app purchase every month. Okay. The low end was lower, but like on average, uh, on average it was 1.5% on high end, it was 6%. Okay. So then I figured out how many purchases a month. And that's where this article that you can go look at comes in really handy. But the point is 48% of people, 48.5% of people do one purchase a month. 21% of people do two purchases a month. 10%, 11% of people do three purchases a month. Six do four. And 13% do five. Oh. So I just took a weighted average of that. And the weighted average is 2.134 purchases per month. And that's just of the one... Of the one and a half percent, percent of people who actually make purchases. Well, so if you do all that, you basically just do, hey, 
one and a half percent of people make purchases times 2.134 purchases on average times 5.94 per purchase you get a certain amount and then i just put in a sample of 100 people just randomly meaning you make about $19 a month okay if you have 100 people using your app they make 2.134 purchases at $5.94 okay okay if you have 6% of people using your app that becomes $76 okay but this is the whole world. A house doesn't get built selling an app to 100 people. Exactly. So. <laughs> so the whole point of this movie in Oasis is everybody uses this. Everybody uses this. So. Except Congress people, probably. I'm guessing. They probably have their own Oasis that's free <laughs> and there's no rules on it or something. Also, no, no I'm, imagine that they just send their interns into it and they're like, hey, go find out what the people are doing. And make a really <laughs> uh, weird tweet that I'll take down immediately. I'm calling you out, Paul Ryan. I'm calling you out, Ted Cruz. Well, that's true, too, but no, specifically Republican. I'm talking Paul Ryan. Did you notice that? Did you oh, no. remember the tweet he did about his. This, the, oh, he tweeted was... a secretary who made a dollar and a half more. And like to oh. pay for a Costco membership and then took it down like an hour later because he got ripped about it. Obviously, this is in the past, folks, but go go look that up. It's yeah. real fun. Probably something we should keep in mind, too. Just putting that out there. I don't think he's this going is like for, pr- This is primary time. I don't think he's going for re-election, so. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't mm. think so. I think he's fed up it's because. a smart choice because yeah. uh, you're not going to win. Anywho. So let's put in the current human population which I found a source for. It's in the show notes. But the point is what I found is 7,632,819. Uh, no. 7,632,819,325. So specific. I can't imagine that's correct. Uh, literally <laughs> someone's anymore. been born since <laughs> yeah. I s- said that no, number. I mean, but like, even when they got that number, I feel like you missed a few. Yeah, well, whatever. billion. Sure. That seemed good enough for you, Liz? That seems good. Let's round it up. So, again, 2.134 purchases per person, six-ish dollars per purchase. Hold on. 100, 1,000, billion. Okay. 1 billion. 451,299,687 dollars. I'm sorry. My eyes just like rolled to the back of my head. 1.4 billion. 1.4 billion. Okay. (laughs) For if 1.5% of people make purchases. Okay. Which you got to imagine is a very low end when your whole economy is. If 6% of people make purchases. Okay. It's 5.8 billion. Oh boy. And this is like per day? Uh, I think it's per month. Per month. No, I know it's per month. It's per yeah. month? Okay. It's per month. So again, that's, you know, call it somewhere between one and a half times 12. Call it 18 to five, eh, six times 12. Uh, 144 is a gross. So half like of that is Watching that 72. meme with the lady with the math around her head. You know what I mean? No. It's like that. Never mind. <laughs> I still don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, that's per month. Okay. And then? But the population in 2044 will be much higher. Oh. 
So I looked at some population estimates. Now, these may, these may be artificially high because that's assuming our current population growth, and this is a world where there's like a post-apocalyptic energy crisis and people may not be producing at the same be. rate, blah, 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 blah. Sure. But the current estimates is that in 2044, there will be 9.5 billion people on the planet. Wow. That's a lot of people, huh? That's so many. It's So I always struggle with population because it's so many for our population and so dense in some places. Yeah. And yet there's still so much space in others. It's because it's mostly uninhabitable. But I'm just, well, not even uninhabitable. I mean, like, even, like, Montana or, like, there's, oh, like, yeah. so many We're places like that are totally, it's just weird. There's a lot of room to spread out just in Illinois. Like, But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's so, yeah. like, weirdly dense in India, China, some places like that, and so oddly undense in other places. But the point is 9.5 billion. 2.134 purchases, $6. That is... 1.8 billion per month in if you're you know 1.5% of people. Yeah. 6% of people it's 7 billion. Wow. per month. Now, this is not inflation adjusted. Oh. So in 2044 that number would go up. Sure. But here's the thing. So would everybody else's, right? Like Facebook's revenue would go up. And so I'm not going to like, I don't think this there's a huge like point in inflation adjusting it just because all the like equivalents would go up. Sure. Yeah. The real thing for me that I just can't estimate, but I'm happy to like play with with you guys if you want to put in different numbers is I'm only assuming 6% of people make purchases, which yeah. if this is your real world, you have to assume is much higher. Right, because I mean, people ass- are making their money from it too. Oh, right, right, right. Well, and I'm assuming $6 a purchase, which probably also goes up in this fictional world, but I'm only going about what we have as of right now. Right. Here's what I will say, though, before you guys give me any scenarios you want. This is all automated. I'll throw them in there. We'll see what happens. Super fun. But... $7.2 billion in monthly revenue turns out to $86 billion a year. Wow. Yes, but there are companies... I was that, yeah, it doesn't feel like a lot, like a like astronomical amount of money. Yeah, I mean... For a phone app, it would be. <laughs> but again, this isn't a phone but app. But it's not right. a phone app. Like, I know. Like, but like, for example... We'll go to the financials here. I'm sorry. I'm kind of doing this on the fly. No, that's cool. The internet's slow. There we go. Walmart made $485 billion last year in 2017. Okay. Yeah. So this is still less than Walmart by a lot. And uh, I've been stewing on this for the last several minutes, but I think the like, the flaw in our logic here is just that, like we're comparing we're comparing apples and oranges of like 100%. a phone game which you know it's not you know yeah, they're both un, they're both intangible but like you know I don't hang out in the same phone game all day long and like I don't right. do other things I don't there, work like, in a phone game would yeah. it be closer to say something like Amazon where like you can get kind of anything but again, like, even Amazon, and I'll look it up right now while we're talking, but that's is, this is why I want to actually open it up to you guys, 
is, again, this is assuming at the high end, seven-ish, what is it? 7.2 billion. So Amazon, is this Amazon? Yeah, here we go. Amazon made 135 billion last year. So this is still under Amazon, yeah. according to this, but like Amazon still made way less than Walmart. But I was going to say, that's kind of nuts, but I guess because they sink their money back into other stuff more than Walmart this does. Is this is revenue, straight up revenue. Not oh. income, this is revenue. Okay. But we are in a weird young demographic that assumes everybody buys on Amazon. Yeah. The world is not as 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 developed as you think it is quite yet. Sure. You're just you have some what's called selection bias, but well not even selection bias. But anyway, the point is Right. Um but this is what I'm saying. We're assuming 6% of people make purchases at $6 a purchase. I'd just love for the sake of argument and we may be going long and if Liz shut us off, if so. Shut it down. But give me numbers. Let's put them in. I'd be interested to see. Well, let's say like what what's a what's like a a guess of an average transaction you might make in the real world, not in like a phone game. Like I at like $20. But I guess like the question more to me is like, what are you getting? Like, right. well, you know, like in a phone game, like I'm just buying so, stuff to like, to appease my, you know, monkey brain to make me feel like I'm winning something. Sure. You know? So what I will tell you, and this is the way I would do it as a financial guy, but we don't have to do it this way. The median, I believe us salary is about 59,000 not salary. Household income is about median. The median is about 59,000. Okay. So okay. let's assume the average person has a, 10% savings rate. And I hate to tell you that that's that seems kind generous. of high, but <laughs> yeah. let's, let's assume that. So if you did, and this is what I'm going to do right now, 59,000 times 0.9 divided by 12. And yes, those who care, I will put in the correct parentheses in Excel. <laughs> means you would spend 4,400-ish per month in... This app. This, Just like the rest of your world. disposable income is what you're telling me. But, but I'm yeah. saying if you could pay rent in this, if you could do everything in this, and you may or may not be able to, but if you could spend 90% of your salary in this, and if you guys want to adjust it down, you tell me. But if you could spend 90% of your salary in this and let's say save 10%, you would spend 4000 if you're the median U.S. income. So are we talking – here's the thing I'm thinking of that. Is this yeah. money going – this money is going to Oasis or it's going to the place, things that are providing services. Cause like this, this would be the money if it was going to Oasis. Okay. So then I feel like it would be less about transactions than like service fees on top of transactions. Fair. Yeah. So what do we, so the current credit card fee is I think 2.9%. Okay. So let's say you spent 90% of your salary in here. Yeah, because assuming you probably could do pretty All much everything through, it. through Oasis. Yeah. So let's say you only took 2.9%. Okay, that brings it down to $128, which is much, lower. much less. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're still at only 6% of the population. So well, and I want to alter the, the population we're sampling from because you have, like, the whole world population yep. in there. And things of, like... 
2045 is a long way away still. But like right now, only yeah, about a world. third of the world has internet access at all. Okay. Um, so can we drop that number a little bit? What do you think? Just to get 0.5, it more. Let's, 0.75. let's bump it up because I imagine by then that number That'll will be That'll probably higher. spread, right. yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. Let's 0.5, say 0.5. I think 0.5. that's... Yeah. That maybe is a little optimistic, but okay. Yeah. So now we got four billion people, four point seven billion people spending one hundred and twenty-five, which is ninety percent of their income, at two point nine percent. Now the question is, we have six percent of that four billion. Are we, this is the big number? Are we going a hundred percent of that four billion? I think well, we should. Some right, some of because those people are children, and some of those people are well, elderly. Again, we're only using half the population, though. Right, but does that count for like but, the half that doesn't have internet and the half that? <clears throat> Are we like? Are we giving enough of an allowance? No, I think you're right. And like, we have we need to limit it down because like, this is like the developed world, and then there's a further fraction. breakdown of that. Yeah, because I think you you should skim at least like no young people are probably a bigger percent. I would say you skim like thirty percent off for actually children under yeah you could probably do 15. it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I have. All of my spreadsheets here in one page, which means I have the Logan's Run spreadsheet, which has yeah. my breakdown uh, by population. I don't know if you listeners out there heard our Logan's Run episode, but it's very good. <laughs> it might not be also, recorded it correctly. Also, it's very quiet. <laughs> it's very quiet. I'll fix it. Sorry, kids. Um, so under 19, because that's how this breaks down, is 26% of the population. Okay. So um, I would shave 20 so from because yeah, I imagine because like I imagine fourteen year olds and up are probably yeah. Well, you go to school in this, so I imagine it's like eight years and up. If but not you more. might not have your own like money to spend. But again, the access to this is free, right? The, and the basic like equipment is free. Oh, so we're we're still including them because in he actually he's actually worried in the book because he starts with he gets his equipment through school, right? And he's afraid if he graduates from school without, if he hadn't solved this puzzle, for example, they won't. He wouldn't have any. He would lose his equipment because the school would take it back. Right. Okay. But he would no longer have equipment, even though again he'd have the username. That's all free, but like the equipment would go away. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to access. But you get equipment for free in theory for school, is how I remember it. Okay. Yeah. So then, I I'd say that our point five is probably correct then. Because I imagine... Well, 0.5 of the population is just... Well, we're assuming like that's how many like developed nations have access to it. We then need to right. adjust it down because, again, for example, and I can just do this real quickly, for example, the people under five years old is 6% of the population, oh, okay. at least well, right now. So like, we, we know that's not going to happen. So if 25% are under 19... So drop the, drop the half... By a further twenty percent. Well, no, I'm going to leave the half. But what I'm going to say is, of that half, eighty percent make in purchase, in game purchases. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that's. It doesn't yeah. really. It's the same thing. I'm just doing it a slightly. So my math is, there's a certain population, a certain percent of that population makes purchases, and then they make purchases at a certain value. Right. That's like yeah. the three things I have. So I'm going to say, half the population of 2045, which is 4.7 billion. Mm-hmm. Of those, 80% make purchases. Of those purchases, they make purchases on average of $128 a month because that is 2.9%, which is about credit card fees, of 90% of their income, which would mean, hold on a second, 100,000 million billion, that this company would make 
one trillion, forty-one billion, seventy-four million, one hundred ninety-nine thousand, and twenty-four dollars a month. A month. A month. And the bad guys want more. Well, this is why the bad guys are willing to kill for this, because, because they do in the movie. Wow. Because times 12, that is 12 trillion, 492 billion, 890 million, 388,268 dollars and 10 cents. And 10 cents. Per year. year. Per, per year. year. Per year. Oh this God. is a 12 trillion dollar in revenue. And that's just these service fees that like are skimmed off of everybody else's transactions right. that they're making. Yeah. And that's that is excluding anything that people pay directly to Oasis. This is the two point nine percent of the money spent in here. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, so anybody much money. who's listened to our Back to the Future episode and says, Oh, nothing's incalculable, I try my damn best. And I got Dan to a big hardest. number. So I just want to tell you it's incalculable. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, but anyway, yeah, twelve trillion dollars a year 12 and a half trillion dollars a year if half the world uses it 80 percent of the time for 90 percent of their income at 2.9 percent of that skimmed off 90 percent of their income and if you assume because a lot of this stuff in theory could i mean they're probably going to be a wally style corporation where they sell equipment to get into this they sell food that's easy to cook or intravenous or whatever it is needs to be to like help you stay into this. Like, assuming they have corrupt a lot of the world, two point nine percent is a pretty low amount. Yeah. Also, this is a sidebar, but is I've, I've gone on a bunch of so apparently wine makes me sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> Your credit card takes two point nine percent of transactions from the person who's accepting the credit card transactions, aka the. The, the person you're buying from, they don't accept anything from you. They charge you a shit ton of interest. So pay off your oh. statement balance every quarter. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, like, you don't actually pay an extra 2.9%. It's why you see certain really small, like, coffee shops and stuff that are like, oh, we don't oh, want to take credit. Take that. Yeah. It's because they take 2.9%. Shop small businesses with cash. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, the point is, like, you don't pay anything if you pay it off. If you don't pay it off, you pay 16 20, 25%, 30%. Yeah. Also, check your interest rate. 30% seems very high. Right now, because interest rates are low, yes. The average, I think, in the U.S., I just looked it up, is 16.15. But to get there, that means that there's some pretty And there's a good score there. There's probably, uh, and that's a, that includes, an average includes all of the 0% cards, which uh-huh. is people transferring debt. So, like, the Ooh. actual average, if you have an interest rate, Mm-hmm. It's probably a lot. Probably higher. closer to twenty one, twenty two would be my guess. Okay, but still check your interest rate, and sometimes you but can remember, call your company and ask them for a lower one. And or remember, if you pay off your total, if you pay off your debt every month, which is how you should use a credit card, not everybody's there. It takes time to get there, but I'm just saying, once you get there, and it, it does take time, that's okay. But once you get there, keep doing it. You pay zero interest. If you pay off your debt at the end of every month, you pay zero interest. So your credit card interest rate does not matter if you're paying off your debt. If you are paying, if you're not paying off your debt, that's okay. But focus on getting there because you're paying 21, 22, whatever percent. Yeah. They bury it if you go to your statement. It's, yeah, they do. Hide it's on it. the fourth or fifth page generally, but you can find it. 
there's one for cash withdrawals and there's one for purchases. It's generally the one for purchases you need to be concerned about because you're probably not withdrawing cash maybe, off your credit card. Maybe don't. If you are, then that's all another issue we need to deal with. But the point is, it's probably on the fourth or fifth page of your statement, and it's probably something in the twenty-ish to twenty-five percent. But we are fortunate now that they do clearly state how long it will take to pay it off, paying the minimum balance. Which, if you're doing it poorly, is probably still a really scary number. I must like, say, go look at that on your. I mean, go look at a statement because you're right. They have to show you what it is if you pay it off in ten years, and they have to show you what it is if you pay it off at the minimum. And the minimum tends to be really long, a long time, and you pay more interest than you currently owe in yeah. balance. And even if you paid off in ten years, which, depending on your debt, that's okay. That that can be a reasonable goal, but hopefully, it's is longer than you need to pay it off even in 10 years it's a scary amount of interest oh, the future is dark <laughs> but again <laughs> it's 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 not this company is worth a ton sure and it's okay that this multinational corporation is willing to kill to get it it's not okay for that but i'm saying like <laughs> the money but makes, like i get it the like, money makes it. sense that they're willing to kill for that but i'm just saying like in this scenario, we're not necessarily saying that people are fucked. Right. Because, like, they're paying. They're living fine. They're paying for services and, like, it's services they would buy anyway. They're just sure. yeah, buying just, it. The stack one, of mobile homes doesn't seem You just great. don't want to be on the bad side of. Oh, again, this I'm not saying it's super a, court. It's a yeah. utopian world by any sense yeah. because, again, this, this guy lives in a stack of mobile homes to lose sure. his point. I'm just saying, like, it's not. It's not this, that far off this from This company isn't evil in the fact that they charge a small percentage and then wind up making a ton of money. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Um, is there anything else we'd like to say about Ready Player One? Other than a whole episode about a Bitcoin? A whole episode about Bitcoin, <laughs> but otherwise I think we're good for today. I think, I mean, we can play with numbers all day, but like, I think we, we arrived at a guess. very... Impressive, scary number. Here's what I will say. I will put the um, thing in the show notes. Play with your own numbers. <laughs> I mean, again, it's. I mean, but like the the formulas are in there. Change it to whatever the hell you want. See what it see what it spits out. That sounds like fun. Yeah. You want to take us out? I'm gonna take us out. This has been Make Believe Money. Thanks for listening. I'm Liz. I've been Damon. I'm Dan. Uh, as always, thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Find us on your podcatcher of choice and rate us and review us, especially on Apple Podcasts. Tell three people who don't know us about this podcast and check us out next time on Make Believe Money. Bye! Bitcoin. Oiga Vault.